thinking recently like the other day about how um people go through phases in music where when they're a kid they really like emo bands and yeah. when they get older the music kind of gets refined into maybe like jazz when they're i don't know if you know i don't know what i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know if it jumps that quick maybe. Well, well yeah i mean like later in life i don't know okay yeah i see that for myself i mean it wasn't straight from emo to jazz right no but it was like saying. Okay, I get what you mean then. Yeah. Like skip five years. Like when they're when they're like tweens and they're like eleven. <laughs> they're like yeah, um what, what's an emo band like? Uh My Sleeping, Chemical Romance. Sleeping with Sirens, like when I was Okay. Like, and then and then when they're like fifty, then they listen to jazz and Well, I don't know when I don't know any kids that are fifty yet. <laughs> I mean I've only lived twenty years. Okay. So But also My dad doesn't like jazz. <laughs> My dad's fifty. What about like people who are younger and they're into that type of music does that mean that they're like mentally i don't know it's definitely directed towards like the production and everything the sales go into selling it to that age group yeah well maybe just because that's what they grew up around yeah well 50 that's what they listen to right well when i know that like especially katie when she was younger my wife mrs nettles she uh when she was like even before we started dating, like, 12, because we started dating when she was 13. Wow. And uh, around then, she was really, and before that, she was really into My Chemical Romance and mm-hmm. and uh, Escape the Fate and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. I don't know if I'd say that's emo, but it's definitely... Yeah, it's that type of music. And I'm not saying anything bad about that music. I mean, some of, like, yeah, they, I like they are skilled. Like, they do, they write I good love music. Escape the Fate. Yeah. I mean, I like certain things about it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I mean, we just evolve with our taste, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the only thing I don't like about bands like Escape the Fate is just that um, I, I'm really into acapella groups. And <laughs> I, <laughs> so those are two way different things. Um, <laughs> like there's I don't like, like Escape the Fate. Screaming, like screaming, and then like show tunes. So. Right. Well, hmm. I like jazz yeah. a lot. Yeah, me too. I like jazz. I wish I knew more about the actual theory behind jazz, though. There is none. It's Well, I no, they, uh, that, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I mean, well, some <laughs> of it is just freeform. Like, they don't, they just play stuff. It's like pure feeling almost. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, I like live recordings of jazz more than. Yes. Do you ever listen to public radio at like yep. midnight? Yeah, like that's 90.1 yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do you. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's almost random, but it's good. It's like random notes, but it's improvised to sound good. Their phrasing yeah. is just, I don't know, sounds good. Yeah, and I, I think there, there are some bands that I listen to where the music isn't even music anymore, but it's fun to listen to. It is though. But it's, it's almost not. like some guy just sat down with like a synth keyboard and just started plucking <laughs> notes, but he knows a little bit about music, so it sounds okay. Yeah, like he know he can hear. It's not just him hitting random notes because you hear a lot of 
kids, I'm not going to name names, that will rip on a guitar solo and just hit, they'll be like, oh, I know this pentatonic scale, so I'll just hit random notes. Yeah. But then there's people that may not know any scales, but they can hear what they hear in their head. They hear something, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to play that. Yeah. Because, you know, right. they play it so much. And that's, I think, most musical geniuses, because I think that I've lost some of my raw talent by learning technical stuff. Wow. But I don't know. Maybe I'll, someday I'll get to the other side where I know all the technical stuff, and I'll learn, relearn my natural ability. Um, It's weird, because... For the longest time, I wanted to be a scientist, so I was all about technical things. And then once I hit music, I don't know any actual scales, to be honest, because I'll just sit in my room and I'll listen to a song and I'll listen to the chord progression and learn it. And then I will sit down and try to like write a solo for it, even though I don't cool. know any of the notes, but I can hear it. That's and good. That's why I don't want to do stuff for 30 Burns, because I don't want to not know what i'm doing they're like what are you playing and i'm like i have no idea what i'm playing <laughs> and then if i mess up then well, it's, it's like, just like i'm just stupid i think people like we've talked about Jimi hendrix and stuff he didn't really know he just played oh, yeah. what he heard mm-hmm. he freaking played an upside down guitar so he didn't. <laughs> that's true yeah um but that's good do you primarily learn by ear when you mm-hmm. learn songs you yeah. don't use tab no really yeah that's awesome so you're not um if if a song is just like a really weird timing or whatever then i'll look up a youtube video of someone playing it so that i can see what they're doing with their hands okay so um, you don't look at tab have you ever read tab mm-hmm. before i have but i'm really bad at it it just okay. it makes me really frustrated i'm like okay no i'm done i'm done i'm done right <laughs> i'm trying to get away from um using tab myself cuz like especially when i was in third degree burns i was so dependent on it and uh, I've challenged myself to like learn, especially with bass. Bass is really fun to learn stuff by ear. But uh, now that I'm joining more gigging bands and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to just jam with it. It's like like kind of like you do. You just yeah. jam to it, and you you not you kind of even make it your own. It's easier to make your own too. Yeah. yeah Except true, yeah. I just joined a Tool uh, tribute band. You have you ever listened to Tool? Uh yeah. yeah. The music does not make sense. <laughs> it goes from nine four mm-hmm. in, in a span of three measures it goes from nine okay so one two three four five six seven eight nine one two three so it goes from that right to five eight one two three four five one two three four five two six four one two three four five six one two three four five six wow it's really weird <laughs> that sounds really difficult yeah. just like t- especially to play live yeah, so you have to, and then the the bass, and so therefore I have to I have to look at tabs for that. I have to, I have to. Right, <laughs> Some, somebody right. already figured it out and wrote it down how to play it. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do that. I'm not gonna spend because I spent an hour learning one of the songs and I only got through half of it using tabs. So wow. it would take me like a whole day. To yeah, get. but I do want to get. I find that it makes you a better musician. So you you're like in some ways you're beyond me. I think as far as ear go, like goes. learning things by ear. Yeah, because it just makes you. Eventually, I want to get to the point where I don't even need to use a guitar tuner. Like I can feel. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to be able to feel how the note resonates with my body, mm-hmm. and uh, be so familiar with it that I can just not even have to tune my low E to anything. I want to be able to take my low E. Oh yeah. And with my own ear, and then tune the rest of the guitar and play a chord, and just tune it by yeah. 
Would, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. okay. But also, I think that's a little bit scary because if you're slightly off, but then you're going to be slightly flatter than the rest of the band you're playing with. Right, but get so good that you're not. That you're that it's like just that's how on. musicians were. That's how like some of them use yeah. maybe a pitch pipe. Oh yeah. Or like tuned to a piano, mm -hmm. but they didn't have electric tuners really back then. Maybe they had a maybe they were just starting to come out with like rack mounts and pedals and stuff right. that could do it. But most people didn't have that. Like Jimi Hendrix, he didn't. Oh, yeah. he didn't have, I yeah. mean, he would tune on stage. You would like you could hear him plunk plunk. Even Kurt Cobain, they and them would do it. They would just tune to their own guitars, and they were good at it. Yeah, and uh, it just made their song sound a little bit more raw, I suppose. But you definitely couldn't do it in third degree burns with, uh. Seven, seven guitar players yeah. and like three bass players and two drummers. What the hell? I know. Two I drummers. Know. I know. <laughs> two bass players, three bass players. That is mud that you're just asking for mud. Holy. Yep. I know. Poop. I know. It's when they started doing that, it, like they started doing the double bass thing, not the good kind of double bass, but mm -hmm. they started doing the uh, two bass guitars yep. <laughs> once when I was in it. I'm like, no. Even the. Double uh, guitar players is bad because no everyone's either playing the same part and playing it differently, or no one's playing the same thing at all. Yeah, and then you play songs like uh, uh, certain songs that have like an orchestra and actually didn't have different parts, but then mm -hmm. everyone just learns like the part that they want to learn, so everyone like learns the same right, part. You know right, right, I mean? yeah. <laughs> Definitely needs to be more communication in that. When I come back and start staffing again, I will. I will nip that in the butt. Yeah. Um. When we started learning "Fame" by David Bowie, um, uh, Gary was like, "Hey, Adam, you do funky stuff. <laughs> assign everyone parts because there are three different guitar parts, and I want you to assign. We have six guitarists, so assign two people their their parts. And I did, and then everyone learned my part. <laughs> so well, Adam's part sounded... sounds like fun. So I'm gonna just yeah. Yep. <laughs> Point being, people, be a responsible professional musician. Learn your part. Yeah. I suppose, if you're in a band. Especially if you're in a band. Yes. Which you should be. You should be playing with other people. It's very good. It makes you a better musician to play with others. So have you heard about um the theories? I didn't look into it too much, but where people say that certain types of music um can actually like affect your brain. Like if you listen to a bunch of like hardcore metal then it makes you like a more hateful person but then if you listen to peaceful classical stuff then it makes you like smarter like that type of stuff that type of thing i have heard i've heard that but i haven't heard specific studies i suppose i think i can agree with that but um i think it has to do with your intentions going into it so if you yeah. use hardcore angry music to be more hardcore right. and angry it will make you more hardcore and angry. Mm -hmm. But if you use it to get those feelings out, like me, whenever I listen to metal or heavy music, I use it to uh, get my rageful feelings out. Yeah. So I don't hold them in. If that yeah. makes sense. So instead that, of... That's what I do too, yeah. Instead of beating someone mercilessly, right. I just listen to Metallica. And then, yeah, it, like you get those... You get the adrenaline of getting those feelings out, and then once yeah. it's over, you just listen to something happier, yeah. and then it's over. That's if it. If you're in your car listening to like some Kill Switch Engage or something and just screaming along with it, riding, driving 80 on the highway, that's going to make you feel a little bit better if you're angry. You know, it's not going to make <laughs> yeah. you, oh, man, I listened to that angry song. Now I hate everybody. Right. <laughs> you know? It's kind of almost the opposite effect. But I do get that, like, if you're not a very intelligent person and you're very um, impressionable, mm -hmm. stuff like that could affect your 
uh, phys- physiological your yeah your brain. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Where did you read about that? Um, I was first told about it when people were like, "Oh, Adam, you listen to metal. That stuff's bad for you." And I was like, "What's wrong with you? I this is like my favorite <laughs> like genre." It. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you can't tell me that Avenged Sevenfold is gonna make me unhealthy. So, um, uh, I never really saw you as a metalhead. Yeah, I was for like all most of my life actually, and then really? I now I like actually hate Distortion. Like I will not put it on my strat if I'm at Third Degree Burns. Really? I will turn down the Distortion and play. Um, I'll play later stuff. So, oh. so like, um, in well, in certain songs, I'll play like kind of almost like a ska reggae type thing oh, under really? it and it sounds really cool and no one's like told me not to so <laughs> i just do <laughs> well generally on single coil pickups like you have on your strat overdrive doesn't sound the best right or i've gotten it to sound really good like, yeah it, it can like especially cool, for blues like you can put a little bit of overdrive on it like yeah. if you put a tube screamer on a strat holy crap it sounds awesome sounds yeah. like stevie ray vaughn but uh if you get it to do it right but if you want to put like hard rock distortion on it that's why i threw that um Hot rail on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a single-coil sized humbucker. It handles distortion really well. Bucks the hum. Hence the name humbucker. I did, put, I did just get that a little while ago, actually. Yeah, because when you ago. put uh, distortion on a, on a uh, single-coil, it hums a lot. <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I've and noticed. that's what the guitar that every kid in Third Degree Burns has is a Squire Strat with yep. single-coil pickups. And... <laughs> just buzzes the whole time but um whatever well i mean mostly in second degree third degree they <laughs> yeah have, they they, they, have ha- they all have like emgs like everyone everyone oh. has emgs well i think that's the only one that has emgs really yeah because i'm pretty sure mark and oh yeah mark does mark, mark and brad i don't think brad does brad has a uh epiphone sg that just has regular humbuckers and then he has another one his uh bc rich just has humbuckers, oh, and, but okay. they're sp- they're coil splitting humbuckers, which means you can take, you know how a humbucker is just two single coils next yeah. to each other. Well, it splits it and just uses half of it as a single coil, so you can get a better clean tone out of it, which huh. is nice. So that's why he can have a nice clean tone and a yeah. nice distortion. Yeah, I was wondering about he, that. He he asked cool. me about that guitar when he got it. He's like, "Hey, should I get this? It has this. I want to get a good clean tone." Because he saw nowadays at the Flint local one time, mm-hmm. and he's and he was listening to my reggae, oh, my yeah. offbeat, yeah. my uh, upstroke. Uh, triad reggae chords. And he's like, "How do you get that clean tone?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Single coil pickups, dude." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> Man, yeah, he saw my guitar and he was like, "Whoa, single coils!" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's a Strat." <laughs> <laughs> I love Jenna's Strat. Yeah, with her humbucker. It's on really stuff. heavy though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know how she can. Do I that. just put EMGs on that guy over there. People don't know what I'm looking at, but uh. I've got an ESP LTD Viper 100 FM, and I had crappy ESP stock pickups in it. I'm looking at it, and I don't even know what that is. Yeah, and it's black, <laughs> and it's like a Gibson SG ripoff. And I just put EMGs in it, and I wired it wrong. And I don't know how to wire it correctly, Oh, geez. apparently. So I just, like, I took all the guts out, and I redid it, and now, it, like, I follow the diagram to the T, and it's still messing up for some reason so if someone has any tips on wearing emgs into a guitar please let me know um i replaced my um i can't remember the name of the cable but it's just it's the cord that goes into your guitar 
the oh you're quartering yeah cable? so i the um the input slot the jack for that, yeah the jack i replaced the standard silver one with a black one. Oh, like the cover for it or the actual jack like the whole actual jack Oh, so did you like resolder stuff in there or what? Um, well, it, it was just a couple of um, like Screws. it was two wires that were wrapped around these um, like these two prongs that were coming out of it. Yeah. So I took those wires off, and oh, it wasn't soldered on. No. Really? Yeah. That's weird. It was really nice, and I, you know, it might have been, but I think I just cut the wires and then like spliced it in. Oh. It was it was really scary because I had just gotten my strat and now I'm like tearing it apart but i really wanted a black one i want to look at that and make sure that i did it wrong the first time actually the first two times um i the the prongs were switched on the one that i got and i didn't notice so i thought i was following it to a t oh you're backwards but yeah the the black one that i got the prongs were like the positive negative or whatever it was i don't know the two ones were switched and i didn't see that and i thought i was doing it right and then there was like a low hum and I was like, oh, no, I did it wrong. So I kept <laughs> oh, trying no. to fix it, and it didn't work. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to switch them. And then when I was switching them, I noticed that that um, that um I was doing it wrong, and then it sounded perfect, and I haven't mm-hmm. had a problem. So, Have you ever heard of – I'm going to switch gears here. We've been talking about music for a long time. Do you have yeah. anything more to say on music? Nope. No? Okay. Me yeah, neither. I was music hoping sucks. we could – yeah. <laughs> music sucks. No, we love Who music. Needs it? We're musicians. That's how I make – if I didn't have music, I wouldn't be alive, I guess. <laughs> music saved my life. Music saved my life, man. Twenty four. Emo. Yep. Music. Fall out boy. <laughs> my chemical romance, yeah. Um I was watching have you ever heard of Alan Watts? No. He's a uh I don't know what you'd call him. Uh, I guess he was a philosopher. Okay. But he was really it's he's it's an interesting fellow. He uh was from like the seventies and there's tons of like videos of him talking and stuff. One of his famous one is called The Mind, and it's just about, like, the mind, and we need to, uh, basically, we are addicted to thoughts, and we're always reading, and we're always looking at stuff, and we're always, we're just addicted to thinking, and that's why we have anxiety, is because we think about our thinking, and then we worry, and then we worry because we worry, and then we worry because we worry because you, and, wow. and, He's talking about, he's like, but if you allow the mind to be still and let it be and blah, 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 and talking about how you can achieve peace with yourself. But I was watching a new video of him last night of him talking and he's talking about how we're always, everyone is dedicated to pursuing to better themselves and uh, how we're just always, always, always trying and trying and trying and uh Basically, he came to the conclusion that you can't really do anything to make yourself perfect, no matter how hard you try. And everyone's hard, you know, yeah, how hard yeah. everyone tries. I mean, most some people try harder than others, but and then some people just don't care. But he basically said, uh, if you just observe yourself and be mindful of your actions, and which means that you just basically says that you care mm-hmm. about how you act. And don't worry about controlling or judging. Just watch. Just watch. How you, just watch. And allow your nature to happen as it may. Instead of trying to be like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I right. need to be better right. at this. This needs to improve. And always worrying about that. Just 
be mindful of yourself and let your nature just kind of happen. Yeah. It was interesting because I was like, that's a new way because no one really does that because everyone's just like, needs to be better, needs to be better, needs to be better. And no one really gets better. (laughs) I mean, no one really gets, you know, not drastically anyway. And uh, it makes you wonder how people do get better drastically. And is is it because they just, they care, but they're not, I don't know. Does that make sense? That does make sense. They're not trying too hard. I think that's how I am with music. When I see people who are like, oh, I practice eight hours a day. I'm like, that's really cool, and you're definitely going to get good that way, but you can also burn yourself out pretty fast. I'll play my guitar, and I'll sit down for hours, and I'll just have fun with it, but I won't won't be sitting there studying scales and be like killing my brain over it. Yeah, and the way that I see that is if you took your approach... Right. And kind of blended it with what they're doing and not worried about it so much, but just like focused it. Yeah. So I took yep. the non burning out uh mentality. So we're back to music again. Take the non burning out well, you can apply this to anything. If you take the non burning out mentality of, okay, well I'm not gonna burn myself out and I'm not gonna worry too hard. But you take the mindfulness into it you uh put that into the equation and you're mindful of what you're doing and you're very does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. think about what you're doing and you're like, Okay, well this doesn't work, so I'm going to focus more on this, but not like, oh, we're going to learn scales. We're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to yeah, study yeah. this, study this. Oh, what's this? What's this? Um, Especially with me, like that's how I burn myself out. Like one day I'm just like, okay, well, this is all the stuff I need to get done today. I need to get through this book. I need to finish this book. I need to finish this book. Oh, yeah. and I need to read this book. And then I need to learn this song. And then and I write down my list of like 15 things that would take me like two days of peace to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I do get none of them done. Yeah. And then I hate myself. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that. And then when you're trying to get all of your personal stuff done, then people are asking you to do this stuff and yes, and things just get in the way and there's no way you can do all of it. And I think that's why I, um, another reason why I've taken a break from being a staff because, uh, I had too much to do. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, so, uh, if you ever don't have enough time to for all the things in your life start prioritizing right yeah yeah have a a logistical approach to what you're doing yeah just give yourself everything in the world to do in two days yeah that's so. uh, that's kind of my mentality has just been like all right here's all the things i need to do to be successful i want them done today yeah Go. yeah <laughs> and then i'm just like well i guess i'll watch this youtube video <laughs> right. I guess I'll listen to my own podcast. <laughs> well, I I think what makes me feel better about it is that we're so young. Yes, that's I'm just we're still figuring it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaving for college and that's 4 years of my life which seems like a lot, but then when I get out I'll only be 21. Yeah, it'll be like that's, party. Yeah, I'll, I mean, <laughs> that's so young. I mean, I'm just starting my 20s and I already have a college degree, so that that just the fact that that's going to happen makes me realize that like I don't have to be perfect at everything right now. I'm only 17. I don't have to yeah be pushing myself for everything right. I just need to focus on what's ahead and do it. I'm, I I wonder if I should. I try to relax and stuff too, but I'm gonna be 21 in two months. Okay. And I feel like I'm not as good as I should be. But 
I want to have your mentality and be like, okay, I'm still really young. I yeah, need yeah, to be yeah. good at everything. But I feel like I should be good at everything right now. I mean, even if you were like 40, you still have quite a few years to master stuff. Yeah. I mean, you could be the master of karate by the time <laughs> you're 60 if you started when you were 40. I mean, That's true. So as long well, as you're not know. like way out of shape. Oh, take man. a little longer. I'm going to be, I don't know. I'm looking forward to being an old man. I'm going to be like friggin' Master Roshi. I'm going to be, I don't know. <laughs> super fit. I'm going to be super, super fit, man. I hope. I don't know. Look, I hope I can. Look frail, but you can still like yeah. take on a gang of. Panthers. Gang of, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I hope I can maintain discipline throughout my life. That would be nice to be able to be nice and fit. And yeah cool when I'm i think that's one of my biggest fears is getting to a point where i just let myself go don't yeah the only reason why anything happens that you don't like is because you allow it so if you allow yourself to get like gross and old right i mean you can't really stop yourself from getting old but you can always take care of yourself the best that you can so taking care of yourself includes Getting enough sleep, taking care of your body, exercise, and take care of your mind, and eating the right stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Take care of your mind. Get yeah. Meditate. Meditate. Meditate, people. Meditate <laughs> daily. <laughs> I need to do that more. I need to do it. I'm not disciplined with it as much as I should be. Yeah. And that's something I beat myself up about, too. <laughs> I'm just like, you got to meditate. Every you day. need to relax more, Caleb. <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> relax, relax. And that doesn't oh work. Yeah. So I've noticed, like, Something that's really important for me too is being decisive. Do you ever do you ever find yourself being indecisive? Um, less and less lately. That's good. I find that I need to make myself be decisive. So like, even when it comes down to like sitting in a, per- a certain way, I'm like, because I, I'll find myself getting fidgety. Right. Like a little kid, I'm like, okay, Caleb, you decided to lay in your bed this way, <laughs> so you need to just sit still. And go and do a sleep. <laughs> and that's how I get myself to go to sleep. Wow. I that's that's cool that you think that much. I think a lot and it sucks. I used to be like that and then I realized that it was taking over my life and the more that I thought the less I was um interacting with other people so i just stopped thinking before I talk. And I know that that sounds bad and you should think before you speak, but it's you're funnier. You're allowing and your you're, nature to come through more. Yeah. Like I was talking about, you're being mindful of yourself. And but you're, you're, being, you're, you're but your true self. Yeah, and yeah. you're being true. So you're being decisive. You're being. You're saying, okay, this is what my nature has decided to say. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it. And you can monitor it from afar. And you're being mindful of yourself, but you're not controlling. You're not in your... It's almost like you're somewhere else. Like you... I, I like to think of it myself like this. I like to think of my because I am not the vessel that I'm not the vehicle of my body. This is not me. Right. I mean, this is my game piece. This is my, you know, this is my vehicle in this world. But mm-hmm. I'm much more than that. We're all much more than that. Yeah. So I like to think of myself as someone looking through. I don't know. I like to think of myself as almost someone playing a video game. If that makes sense, and being yeah. mindful of my game piece and being like, well, that didn't work, so you need to change it. Or that did work, do that more often, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Does it? Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, I think about these things in my head, and I need to talk about them more, I guess, or meditate more or something, because when I say them, I don't know how to say them in the right words. Right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but then also saying them helps you figure it out. Like, yeah. you say something, and you're like, that didn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if I'm in the, if I'm in the, if I'm in my true self and my true mind, being mindful of my body and how I'm thinking and how I'm acting and responding to things and being and thinking, not thinking about them, but observing. Okay. Yeah. I guess. And, um, not being react in reaction, but being in response. You know the difference, what I mean between. Yeah, I know what you mean. Re- so like reaction is like, ah, oh, someone hits you in the face, then you're just like, you right. start crying or you, uh, <laughs> Like, That's not where I thought you were going, but yeah, I know you, what you mean. You hit, or you kick him in the nuts, yeah. or you kick him in the shin. Uh, but rea- uh, response would be like, I don't know, you're more mindful of your actions. Right. It's not just like always in reaction. But you also don't keep it in your head. Yeah. You don't just... It's a weird... We're weird. Yeah. I, I think too much, man. But if I didn't think enough, I wouldn't have stuff to talk about on the podcast. So you're saying that you don't think before you talk. Yeah. Um but not in a bad way. It's, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. I don't I don't um allow too much time between when someone says something and I say something. I just the first thing that comes to my head, I think about it for a split second like is that politically okay to say like it's not gonna offend everyone in the room (laughs) and then i say it even if it's the weirdest thing ever it doesn't even like like it's it's not even in context but i say (laughs) it and everyone thinks it's funny what do you think about bernie sanders elephants and bananas okay yeah that's a good example no not really see like there there's a prime example that is a good example of saying something that is stupid about something stupid right yeah, I mean, what you did actually, I mean, that, that it's does, a little extreme. It's, a good, it's an extreme, but it's an example. I guess. Uh, but like doing that, I think you learn to trust yourself more, I guess. Yeah. Because if you're thinking really hard, uh, it's, it's the same with music. It's not even that you need to think, you shouldn't think too hard about what you're doing. Because uh, when you talk, you don't need to think about what you're saying because you talk so much, like, because we do it every day. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think music should be. Back to music again. Music should be like talking to where you don't you don't think about what you're going to do, but you become decisive in you say, "Okay, this is what's going to do." And then you learn to trust yourself. And then yes. you just you're you become quick at deciding, I guess. Yeah. So you when you talk and you say you don't think about it, but you're just allowing your true self. Man, it's so many variables in in what I'm trying to say, but it, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. Am I making sure. sense to you guys out there? That's <laughs> that's actually um I'm where I'm, where I'm at right now in music is where I'm trying to get to the point where it's almost like more natural. It's, it's yeah, it's like a reflex almost. Like like if I'm walking, it's the exact same as playing music. It's something that you do so often that yeah. it's it's just like you just do it. It's your language, like yeah. And um, people and Adam need to read. The book, The Music Lesson by Victor Wooten. I don't know if you've ever seen Victor Wooten play bass, but he's phenomenal. Um, in that, he talks about how the reason why we're good at talking, I mean, most of us are, not me, but the reason why we can talk 
uh, we can just say words. There's so many. There's 26 different letters and a million different ways you can combine them to to uh, relay several millions of different countless messages right. with these 26 letters uh, is because we do it so much and we could jam and when we were babies, we no one re- no one really was like, this is how you say this. This is how you talk. I mean, they kind of did. They get refined it more as you got into school. Yeah. But uh, when you learn to talk around your parents, you learn to talk with the accent and inflection that you have, your American accent from the way that your parents talk and you got to go goo goo ga ga blah, 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 blah. And, right. But that's how music should be. Jamming. You suck at first. Yeah. And you just jam, you jam, you jam, you figure out what works and what doesn't. And it's just like talking. Music just becomes, you can just pop a melody out of your head and play it. Yeah. Just like you can pop a sentence out of your head and play it with your mouth. So, in essence, a guitar or whatever your main instrument is should be like your mouth. With words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's only 12 notes and there's 26 letters. So. It should be easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. There's, but th- in the same way, there's even more mess with, with his, there's half the notes in music, but you can say much more with music than you can with words, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cause you can combine yeah. several instruments with words, Yep. with music, with different melodies overlaying. And then and octaves, rhythms and rhythms and octaves and voicings and phrasing and beats, beats and yeah. rhythms, beats, articulation and technique and vibrato and well technique vibrato is a technique so it's almost like talking with new accents and new phrases and speaking of music i was talking to my brother the other day which one micah micah and we were walking through yeah we were walking through a campsite and i told him that i want my children to have musical names rhythm or harmony or melody and um that's my cousin's name is melody really Mm -hmm. good name um, and then he, he looks at me and he's like, what about retardando? <laughs> <laughs> First name retard. Yeah. Name <laughs> retardando. Uh, that would be cool. Harmony, melody. Well, I don't know. Hmm. The only guy name I can think of is rhythm. Lyric. <laughs> No, Give do me you know, a lyric. <laughs> do you know that uh, uh, I think it's the sh- singer for Shinedown. You know the group Shinedown? Yeah. Uh, Brendan Smith or whatever, the lead vocalist, his son's name is Lyric. Wow. I yeah. actually didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day has a son named Jacob with a K. His middle name is Danger. Jacob Danger Armstrong. <laughs> Such a cool name. That is a pretty cool name. It's like Han Solo Burger. <laughs> uh... I was watching this one, this movie called uh, The Brothers Grimsby recently. Oh, okay. That's with the guy. Have you ever seen Borat or uh, Bruno? Mm, oh. Mm. That's the weird actor. I know it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's that actor, yeah. but he has like he has like 11 sons or something, and their their names are like Django Unchained and Optimus Prime and all that. And just, wow. Yeah. So I don't think I'll ever do that, but maybe, uh, maybe musical names. What is another good one for a microphone? Vibrato. We just call him Mike. <laughs> Mike. It's <laughs> <Sure. laughs> like, what's what's that short for, Michael? Uh microphone, actually. <laughs> oh, um, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, kid. for a girl, I guess Celeste is a. Is it? It's, it's a musical name. Yeah, it's on a. Crescendo. Organ. Yeah, that's that's one. Could that be a guy um, name? Crescendo. 
It could be that I, I I'm picturing like a tall, skinny, like a tall, Chris. dark, and handsome. Let's call him Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris. Chris. Like no, it's not Chris. It's Chris. Chris. Crescendo. Crescendo. Uh, what is a uh, what does it mean for music to like speed up? That's not crescendo, is it? No, I don't know my uh, technical musical terms, even though I'm a musician. Um, I was really into classical music for a while. I should know this. It's uh, also also I watched Little Einsteins. Yes, that taught me that was a good show. Yeah, that that actually I'm impressed with that that? show. Um, I have all younger siblings. Nice. Yeah, I watched it with my nephew. He used to watch that a lot. They would do that. Was a good show. That like, man. (laughs) Uh, crescendo, retardando. Okay. Retardando is like quiet. Yeah, retardando. Well, retardando means to get slower. Oh, okay. Like it's usually at the end of a piece. It just like starts to get retards. I'm not really sure what I'm not really sure what uh, Celeste does because I I I've always seen the button on organs and I know it's a musical term, but I don't know. Pitch bend, modulation. Maybe I don't know. G flat. <laughs> C major. Alto. Are you naming out treble like names? Tre- oh, yeah, it's treble. Baritone. I'm calling Barry. Baritone. That'd be funny if you had um guy twins and you named them treble and bass. And then <laughs> bass ended up being short and fat and then treble was tall and skinny. Why do we think that? Like, why do we think tall and skinny and short and fat? Like, bass well, is like... Well, think about... Th- think about, about when that you... Bass, about that bass. When you listen to, like... My subwoofers, and you hear wow, the bass. Yeah, wow, that, wow. that reminds you of something like fat. Yeah, and then treble is like very high pitched and skinny. So yeah, but why? And you, I, guess I think even if you look at the that's wave, how the waves, the are waves, work. yeah, the waves. Well, with low pitch, the, the waves are further apart and they yeah. move slower. Mm-hmm. But then they can build up really quickly. Like if they, that's why when you get a microphone really close to like a guitar cab or something if it's too close it'll build up and it'll create create what's called bass proximity effect oh and then it'll go boom boom and they'll hit each other and it'll go and create like a nasty sound wow and that's why you need to have a a high pass filter on your uh microphones which we have even though our voices are not low not low enough um what was i saying yeah then high pitch frequencies are just like Really quick, and really, fast. Qu- yeah. So I guess <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That was uh, sound waves are weird. That was a guitar, I think. Yeah, that you did. Well, it was my guitar impression. <clears throat> um, I want to record an acoustic song, and I want the beginning to be the sound of me lighting a match, and then the sound of the fire, like, and then me start playing. Really? Yeah, I think that'd, that'd be, be really cool. What do you have an acoustic one ready that you want to do? Um, kind of. I, I like write songs, and then I'm like, man, I really want to go farther with this, and then I get busy, and then it's just there, and I could, I could finish it at any second, and I don't. So I've done that a lot. <laughs> I have so many songs that are just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I'm gonna go make a sandwich. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I beat myself up for that too. And then I worry about going back to them one day. I'm like, oh man, I could totally finish that song tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I never do. Like it'll just pop into my head. Like I'll just be 
I'll I'll have something really important that I need to get done. Like I'll be like, okay, I need to start getting ready to produce this EP or whatever uh, for this band. And then the night before, I'm like, okay, I need to work on this. Oh wait, what about that song I wrote three years ago that I never finished? I could finish that. <laughs> like what? Why? Why does my head do that? That should be in my like. That should be something to do when I have nothing else to do. Yeah. But I do it like when I. I mean, I guess I have important stuff to do all the time. I'm like, oh, I need to finish that book tomorrow. Oh, wait. What about that song? It was Ruby and the Cuban Part 2 or whatever. I'd actually really like to hear that. <laughs> I don't, I never, <laughs> That's all I have to I say. never did that. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think. No. Uh, No, but I have, I can show you some of them. I have, and they were, like, I had some decent half-written songs, but they're all in GarageBand. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then a lot of them got deleted when my, uh, I had a lot of half ones done on my uh, last computer and then the power conditioner or whatever. You, the power source where when it turns on, it burnt out. Oh, wow. I lost everything. Oh, that's awful. Well, no, I think I saved the hard drive. I don't know. I don't remember what I did, but the projects were gone. Did I tell you that I was and kind of still am like a horror fiction writer? No. Yeah. I know um, you like horror. Yeah, a lot. Um, I just I I really like the art of horror. I guess I'm not one of those like adrenaline junkies. Like I hate roller coasters. Really? But I really like, um, like you know, I first started getting into Edgar Allan Poe, just like the darker side of writing, and then I realized that there you can take it a step farther, where reading just really freaks you out, and you can just mess with your mind. So that's what I like doing to people, I guess. In a in a weird dark sense, I just I love writing things that when I go back and read them, like, freak I, it, you out. it freaks myself out. I find that with lyrics sometimes. I do that with lyrics. But does it like freak you out, or do you mean like you're just like happy with what you wrote? You mean? Oh, it freaks me out because I'm like oh. that's really dark. Oh, sometimes, sometimes oh, okay. it's like sometimes right. it's <laughs> like that where it's like oh I can't believe I wrote that that's kind of good, and then other times it's like. Uh, what was I thinking? But uh, <laughs> that's weird to think that horror writers do that. I'd like to hear some of your stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sometime. Um, um, yeah, but my original idea for a podcast was me to read my own writings and other people's writings and then just have that. like cool music behind it. Why not? And I don't I don't know. We could, we could yeah. do that. I mean, the wind. Well, we could call it like... The Adam Caleb's second podcast. That's like our side channel. Yeah, I mean, this isn't even doing super well right now because we're only on our third podcast, so maybe we should wait. But oh, I think two projects is always harder than one. So if we can get this off the ground and then yeah, I mean we already have a good schedule. Sent yeah, well yeah, there's that. But like we could send our listeners here to if they like horror stuff to go over there and do it. Yeah, and I mean there are I think there are like two two podcasts that I know of on iTunes that do this, but. Still, out of all the podcasts that that exist. So you want some like cool, original, trippy, creepy stuff in the background. Yeah, just um That'd like cool. some of it would just be like just my voice and then when it when it starts to like cuz you know, a good horror story you get involved with the characters a little bit. Even if it's a short story, you you have to really press that these characters are just like you and then you really mess with them. So that like this person that you trusted yeah, all of a sudden they turn into like a snake or something. And he turned into a snake. Yeah. <laughs> and he found out his dad's name was Bill and not Jeff. Well, dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could be more descriptive. Like their jaw unhinges and a snake comes out of their, Ooh. their yeah, their their body. 
and Man, then that's cool. <laughs> and then their body falls lifeless. Just because. And then they turn into a snake. Just because. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, if if you want the story to be about, <laughs> about a snake that was this human that everyone is friends with and then it killed everyone. I don't know. I don't know. It's a stupid idea. Is that one that you've done? No. You should do not. that one. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but well, it'd be cool to write music for that and record all that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I would, actually. What do you think, people? What should we do? Horror Fiction Hour with Adam Davis. <laughs> that, horror, would, that would be sweet. Horror. 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 Oh, man. I got to teach a lesson in an hour and 25 minutes. Wow. That's how long our last podcast was. What? <laughs> well, I guess I got an hour and 25 minutes. Um, Horror Fiction. So, what's something you've written about? Um... I wrote the story of the Hatch, which was um, this family that had moved into this house and they had been living there for like five years, and there's always just been this. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was a. I wrote it a while ago. It's just the first thing I thought of, and it's uh, it's this metal square that's been in their yard, and their dad was like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't mind it because it's just less grass that I have to mow." And um, and they never looked at it. Or yeah, they they just figured it was always there because I actually have one of those in my yard, but it's not a hatch; it's just a slab of cement. So that was kind of my idea for like, what if that was a massive hatch and we all just like left it there? And um, I don't know, like people in the area, like children were going missing, and then adults started going missing, just like the standard people start going missing thing, and um, and then. The children in the house who were like, I don't know, like 15 at the time, I think that's how old I was when I wrote it, um, they they, um, they saw the hatch opened one night and they were like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then they saw someone moving in the backyard and they're like, that's even weirder. And then one night they decided to go like check it out and they were actually able to open it. And um, when they, it, it's like, it's like kind of like a sewage thing where the, the walls are cylindrical. And they, they're walking around and there's just like th- these cells, like tons of cells and there are people in them and they're Whoa. like, they're like strung up by their arms and like some of Whoa. them have like their faces have been removed and they're upside down oh. and like all these people are like deformed and they were like tortured. Have you, it, it reminds me of Jeepers Creepers. Have you ever watched that movie? I haven't. Well, I don't remember, but these, uh, I, I watched the beginning where they're like being chased by the van. That's, that's all I remember. <laughs> It's the movie's weird and messed up, but they I don't know they go to like this house, and uh, man, you could get that picked up in a movie, Jeepers Creepers three, or something. <laughs> but these uh, it's Justin Long, that one dude, that one actor. Anyway, they uh, him and his sister or something go into this place and they find like a tunnel or something in this oh, back wow. of this old house, and they go down it, and they are in this room and there's like all these bodies just like stitched together. Wow. On the ceiling, like, just like this guy was making human suits from people's skin. That's crazy. <laughs> That's really cool, actually. Yeah, it's messed up. I need to watch that one again. There's a lot of weird horror movies, man. Yeah. People got messed that one up. actually sounds really good. And sounds like yeah. my kind of... I think uh, you would like... That one's, I mean, I know that you like independent stuff, but that mm-hmm. one's pretty, that was pretty mainstream in like the early 2000s. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um and, and then, then I heard that like the um the part where they're being chased by the van was based off a thing that happened in Michigan. That's kind of why I watched it. What happened was, in Michigan? Um, there was a couple back in like I think like the seventies, sixties, seventies or something, and they um 
they pass this guy or they pass this van and they're like, oh, I wonder what that van's doing on the side of the road. And then it starts following behind them or something and it it passes them and then they see it at this this really big building and they're like, oh, hey, look, it's that van. And then they see the guy out and he's like, like throwing a body or like a bloody blanket or something. He's like hiding it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy's like killing someone. And then um, while they're driving down the road, they see the van coming up behind them and it's going like really fast. And then it tries to run them off the road. <sighs> and yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, did, it's really weird. Did they, end up, did they end up killing him or what happened? Um, I think the van, like, it, they like try to kill them, but then it doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I, what happens is they, they pull off to the side of the road and then the guy pulls off like kind of next to them. But instead of him getting out and like attacking them like they thought, um, these people like they, you know, they reverse and they're they're going to try to leave. And then they see him behind his van changing the license plate and then he takes off and they don't even get his plate. So they just leave. And then there was that was some kind of like Michigan story. And then they put it in Jeepers Creepers. And then he's like, Chocolate. <laughs> I want to buy all your chocolate. Yeah. Uh, uh, chocolate. Okay, so I don't think I could ever be. I don't know. I can never write horror stories, man. I would freak myself out. I think that I would like. Um, I would. I, I turn on classical music, but it's very old. Um, not well, it's classical, but it's it's kind of. More, it's like a darker like Ooh. um all in minor key darker piano stuff you should check out some paganini paganini is like 1600s classical violin stuff it's really like dark, dark chromatic yeah it's not super dark but it's like it's chromatic and it's minor and it's like okay yeah. i don't know it's yeah. really it's really yeah. fast though it's like i think you've heard me play it before on guitar probably um yeah it sounds familiar I, uh, when I'm writing though, sometimes it's really weird. I'll be writing and <laughs> I know this sounds a, a little bit, a little bit weird to say, but like, I'm kind of thinking like, oh my gosh, that's genius. Like that's, that's <laughs> so good. And, and then I have to find a way to put it into words. And while I'm coming up with adjectives and things, I'm like, like my eyes will start to water because I'm like freaking myself out. And I was doing yeah. the dark and I like set myself up for being in a scary situation and I'm just sitting with my laptop writing the stuff. That. I wanna be able to do that. I, I wanna see it though. Out. I wanna see your your stories and I want to make a production out of it. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um oh and also in the hatch I <laughs> this is this is pretty cool. The um the the guy who is the killer ends up being their dad. Yeah. Oh, because he's like, why you just spoiled it, man? I wanted. Okay. No <laughs> one listened to that part. You need to listen to the hatch. Um, that's cool. Cause like he's the whole time he's like, oh, don't worry about the hatch, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then they go down there, and then they realize that all these people that were missing. Oh, and also, um, one of the people that went missing when they first moved into the house was their mom. Oh. And then when they find out that their dad was the killer, they realize that he's the one who killed their mom. Uh, yeah. It's just, it gets, it's, it gets really weird. 
I hey didn't. Man. I didn't officially end it because hey I, didn't know, I didn't know how to end it. You might offend those people who had their moms killed by their dads. So I, I don't know. <laughs> sure. You better so shoot yourself. All right. I'm everyone. Subject. I mean, everyone needs to know that the best thing to always do is censor yourself. Be as politically correct as possible. Even when you're on always. a podcast that talks about the third eye. Yeah. <laughs> Worry very, 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 very much about what other people think because it's really important. Right. I think if you can't tell, we're being sarcastic. Yeah. Unless you guys are against. I was about to say that you you're doing a really good job of being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) I I almost can't tell. Well, unless you guys are against that sort of thing, then I'm not being sarcastic. Wow! Just hit him with the (laughs) (laughs) hit him with that side. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, man, we're so worried about offending people. I know. Why? Because we're afraid of confrontation. Well, everyone's afraid of it now. Everyone's afraid of confrontation. Everyone's afraid to like speak their mind. Everyone's afraid mm-hmm. to. <sighs> it sucks. And then people are afraid to be themselves as a result. Yeah, which and, is even worse. And then that way, no one. It's like no one talks to anybody, and no one wants to anyone anyone to know who they actually are, how they actually talk, or whatever, because everyone acts a different way around different people. And I'm guilty of this too. People act. A certain way, but I mean, I guess it makes sense because I wouldn't say certain words in front of my mother that I would say in front of my friend. Right. But I don't know. Should I want to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think you do need to censor yourself based on who you're around only because, you know, if you're in a business meeting, you shouldn't, you, you should say what needs to be said at a business meeting. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I guess censoring yourself when it's out of respect. Yeah. But when you're doing it out of fear of, oh no, they might get mad if I say this. Right. I think you should be mature enough to know when you need to be respectful and then when you can just be yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. And you should have a respectful side of yourself. So it's not like you're not being yourself. It's just that you're toning yourself back at a funeral so you're yeah. not just like telling, if you're a comedian and you're at a funeral, you shouldn't be a comedian at a funeral. So, for example, mm. I wouldn't go up to, like, say, Colton's mom and be like, what the fuck's up, oh, yeah, Mrs. Right. Karen? <laughs> or, but, like, I could say that to Colt. What, what's up? Yeah. Man? You know, and then, uh, yeah. but I could, I don't know, secrets don't make friends. If you ever want like a super healthy relationship with someone, you should be really honest. But do that friends makes... make secrets? They do. They That's... do, but secrets don't make friends. Wait. <laughs> friends <laughs> make secrets, but then they're no longer friends? No, I think the stronger friends once they Oh, make secrets, secrets with each other about yeah. other people? No, not about other people. <laughs> That's how you <laughs> That's how you make clicks. Oh no. Yeah. Clicks are bad. Clicks Gary are always bad. talks yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I hate being told what to do. I kind of like being told what to do, but then I have it open to interpretation. Okay. So they're like, this is what you should do. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I will take that information, chew it up, and either choose to swallow it or spit it out. Yeah. I mean, I like being told what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a better way to put it. Oh, man. It's the best way. Um... What was I going to say? Being told what to think, but... Oh, no. I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh no. no. It's gone. <laughs> oh, no. It's gone. <laughs>
What were you saying? About what? About being told. Um, I like it when I am told what other people think, and um, like I don't mind when someone tells me how to think. I just won't. I won't always listen to what they say. Okay. So okay, like I listen to them and I I take that information and I I use it, but not in the way that they probably think I'm using right. it. Right. Interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, that's yeah. that's where I was going with it. Interpretation is really important. And I don't think people get that. Even going back to music. Going back to music. Going to the Bible even. like Yeah. How much has that been interpreted? Because when you're listening to a preacher, when you go to church or mm-hmm. anything, you're just listening to one dude's interpretation. Yeah, and everyone treats that. And everyone treats like that one guy that's preaching like he's God. They treat, like most people in the church are like, oh, Pastor Daryl, he's so <laughs> wise. He got... He's got the divine intervention of the, the spirit of the Lord, but all he's doing is all he's doing is saying what he thinks the Bible means. Yeah, I think it's really cool because if you read the Bible, the Bible literally says, "Okay, the Bible says God is love." How many times does it say that? A lot. A lot. Yeah, and if you want to take it as literally as you can, God is love, and then. God is Jesus. So even if you don't believe in the physical, like same, same face that we put on, like as Christians put on God, right. Christians put a face. I mean, whether or not it is the the Christ and Jehovah or whatever, those are our English words. Those are the specific noises we make with our mouths to describe this thing that's like Almighty and can is in, not in control, but is the driving force behind all innovation in life and creativity and all that i mean people can tap into it whether they're christian or not because people can become like very enlightened so i think the bible is very literal when it means god is love and then it says god the holy spirit or the holy spirit god and jesus the holy trinity those are love too so oh because it says that they're all the same thing right and god is love and then Jesus says, the only way you get to the kingdom of God is through me. But he, all he is is love. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's almost it's, like... It's a weird... Yeah, it's a weird thing to think about, really. It's almost like everything in the Bible is just talking about love and using a bunch of metaphors around it to explain how to better get to that place. Yeah. Because I don't think there's any way to directly explain it because we're so stupid. <laughs> right. they, they literally have to use metaphors they have, and to, have use, to have us interpret it they're basically like okay so there's this guy that is the epitome of all love and perfect perfection and everything right. but then here's this human version of it which you should try to be like so Jesus right. whether he was a physical real person or not which I believe he was but whether you believe he is, was or not you can at least agree that he was an example of what we should be like mm-hmm which is just love and an embodied physical embodiment of love, which is all that God is. And he says that I'm the only way to get to the father is through me, which is love. The only way to get to love is through love. I don't know. And then the Holy spirit is just love too. So just saying that, and when it says you need to have the Holy spirit within you, it's just saying you need to have love in you. Does that make sense? You need to. And then it says, what are the greatest commands? And it says, um, 
Oh no no no! Well, they asked Jesus, "What's the greatest command?" And then what what does it say? It says, "Love your neighbor as you as you would yourself." Right. What are the? There's two. Like of the. Them. It's like, like the golden uh, rule, basically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's basically that. And um, you know the song. There's the song called "The Greatest Commands." Too, you ever heard that? That God is love. God is love. I'm, I'm gonna it's be a honest. Hymn. No, it, I, it's I a hymn. Know. It's a hymn. <laughs> anyway, but the lyrics are like the bass sings. Uh, love bears all things, endures all things, and then the uh, the the tenors say, "God is love, God is love," over and over again. Then the uh, altos sing, "Love one another, for God, love is of God." Uh, he who does not love does not know God. All this stuff, and uh, yeah, then the sopranos sing something else. But anyway, huh. that's basically uh, that, that's it, that's it for me. Is like whether you believe in God or Jehovah or Jesus or whatever, I think that the thing that it means is love. Yeah, so that... Because if you think about it... If you think about it, like, if you're the most loving... So, by Christian theology, if you're the most loving, caring person, and you are just, like, awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. you genuinely care and love for your brother and your fellow mankind, and you just are an amazing person. But you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's that just seems a little like it does seem that weird. seems like it's it's uh contradicts itself a little bit. And that's what every Christian believes. They, they take it so I think that the Bible is very metaphorical. I I suppose. Yeah. But that also makes it a little bit harder to understand. But I mean it's the hardest thing to understand. It's it talks about the beginning and the end of the world yeah so it's it's not easy or possible to understand all of it correctly but no it's not and then you look at all the ways that um for one it was written by humans and i was reading this verse yesterday um man i hope people aren't like oh these bible freaks these (laughs) people are talking about the bible and i don't like that um oh where is that screenshots where's my screenshots so uh second timothy verse three all scripture is given by inspiration of god and it is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness so it's basically saying like it's open to interpretation i suppose and for correction and reproof which it also says that you should never reproof it or add or take anything away so that's a contradiction right there um well, I think it's saying that it's for correction or reproof of your own actions, not of itself. Okay. And then the next verse says, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hmm. Um, to me, the Bible is metaphorical because, for one, it's just all it says is that it was inspired by God. It doesn't say that God possessed people to write. It doesn't say that God wrote it. it doesn't mm-hmm. all it was imperfect people that wrote it down yeah oh, i need to get a tissue it's yeah, imperfect yeah, people so do I. <laughs> <laughs> need yep. to take a break for a second i'm really nasally uh let me finish this thought real quick and then we'll, then we'll go we'll take a break real quick uh it was written by imperfect people and in an imperfect language that doesn't correlate to the language we have now perfectly and translated god knows how many times 
and tampered with by imperfect people got into the hands of the Vatican that were like, oh, man, we could use this to control people and make a lot of money. Yeah. It even says right there it's it could be used for profitable whatever. <laughs> yeah, and it has. And it has. It's made a lot of people a lot of money. They don't even need to pay taxes on it. Yeah. And Messed well, up. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, that's, yeah, I've definitely seen that since I was pretty young and I just thought it was a little like hypocritical and, and annoying to be honest. Like I didn't want to be a part of that. I think religion is, uh, corrupt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I really got out of religion period for a while. And then I realized that like, I don't have to do this with other people. I don't have to, like, this is my own journey. So I see it more as a spiritual journey instead between of Between you and God. Yeah, it's only between Or whatever you, you want to call God. Yeah, I hardly even go to church anymore because you, you really don't need it. I mean, there are no good churches that I've ever been to where it's mainly about you and God and it's not about you and the preacher. Yeah, they don't, there's very few churches that get it. Yeah. There's and some it, cool like alternative churches that kind of get it, but they just like they're they <clears throat> act more as like kind of a gateway, I guess. They're they you you go there and you're around like minded people and then you leave. So yeah. it's it's just a good place to go and kind of like learn new information whenever you feel like you want to do that. And ultimately a lot of them come down to okay, we need to go do a good job with our praise team and our preaching and stuff so we get money. So we can keep the building open and run the lights and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. When really, I mean, really, you do need donations and stuff if you want to have a building that everyone can go to. But I don't know. There's got to be a better way to go about it. Than I've like heard the, of churches that just like meet in the woods. That's cool. And yeah, they just use nature because a church is really just a gathering of people. It doesn't have to be a building. It would be cool if there was like a nice building that did cool stuff and stuff like that, but didn't ask for donations. And didn't ask for it. I mean, because you know in the Bible it does say that you're supposed to tithe 10%, whatever, however you want to interpret that, whatever right. that means. Um, I guess tithing means 10%, giving 10%. Uh, but every every freaking week, every preacher that I've ever seen, they're like, well, I don't like to talk about money too much, but we're going to receive, they say it like this, we're going to receive God's tithes and offerings. And I'm like, you mean we're going to give you our money? Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I've talked to in every single week. I always hear them say, well, I talk to people, and um, it's uh, they 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 say that before they were struggling with money, but now that they give ten percent to the church for some reason, they have more <laughs> money to spare. It's right. terrible math, but it's great theology. They say that all the time, and it's like, why do you? I mean, as much as you're trying not to sound like you don't want our money, and you're not, I don't know." Just knowing that the preacher makes his salary off of doing that is just like, we know that you want it. We know it. it yeah. Unfortunately, it does come down to money. I don't think it bugs me as much as it sounds like it bugs you. Like, I understand if I was a preacher and I had to keep a building open and your yeah. entire livelihood is based around these people actually showing up to your church, I would be like, okay, well... I, you know, if you want this to keep happening, we need to like, like right, like now we could open up a Patreon account for this podcast and ask people to donate money so that we can keep doing this, get better mics, do whatever we need to do. I, yeah, I've always kind of wondered why podcasts need money. And then now that we have one, I kind of understand if 
if we wanted to com- commit more of our time to this, I would have to take time off of work. Right. And to do that, we need sponsors. And, and money, then so. if we want to move into a better space, like yep. say the studio and the pier when it's done, I'm sure mm-hmm. Paul is going to be like, hey, you have to pay me a little bit of money for yeah. using it. And yeah. I'll be like, okay, whatever. And then they get better mics. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is through people mm-hmm. doing that. So when we open up a Patreon or something like that, we can start plugging that. Yeah. So. Give us your money. Yeah. No. <laughs> but um, I guess it doesn't bother me as much as I make it sound about money with churches, but I don't know what it is. But it would be nice if it was just like more like a given. If it was just like, yeah, you know, yeah, like they don't have to ask. They don't have to be like, hey, uh, we're gonna pass around the buckets. And it's always awkward because then if someone forgot to bring money or something like that, oh, and yeah. then he'll be like, if you don't want to give, that's fine. But you're not like basically saying like, you're not gonna receive your blessing. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, there was a church that I had gone to where they didn't do that they they just had a a wooden box in the back of the church and then after service you could drop money in there if you wanted and that church ended up having to be bought out by another church because they didn't have enough money to keep going so that's that's why i see that side of it where like they should there does need to be a better way though i i think the church that i go to now on and off it has like they have an electronic thing where you can yeah 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 yeah. that's what they have it uh and they, they have, like, a texting thing where you yeah. can text a certain amount of money and it'll go through, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's meeting in the woods is a cool idea, or even having it at someone's yeah. house. And it seems it seems more spiritual, I guess, than just going to some kind of building and having yeah. it be, like, a... Like, as much as I like churches that have, like, concerts and stuff where it's, like, they have, like, light shows and it's, like, really cool... I feel like if you're going there to worship God, meeting in the woods would be better because, like, you're literally surrounded by stuff that he made, not stuff that humans made. Yeah. And you're so connected to nature and you're worshiping God, like, in the woods, in the quiet, like that. And then with people or who, whatever who you want to be there. Or, or whatever you want to call God because God is everything. Like, right, we put right. him in a box so much. I know. It's so, like... It's easier when you're talking about him, though. Yes, yes, because then you don't have we to have such a limited you mean. Yeah, yeah, we have such a limited language, but like everyone knows that there is. <laughs> if we all had that one language, though, it would be a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> the one language that is tele- telekinesis. Yeah. Um. Then we could just all. I mean, that's. I think that's what it'll be like when we all get together. Um. What is that? That was my watch. You have to go. No. Oh, okay. No, it it beeps on the hour. I'm gonna have to get ready to go soon, but um. I guess I can push my lesson later. Um, <laughs> that poor guy or girl. He's good, dude. Bob is awesome. I would love to have him on the podcast. Bob sounds like an older guy. Yeah, he's fifty nine, but he's wow. awesome. I that I like sometimes. That. <laughs> sometimes we uh we do more talking than I do teaching. But uh, I think if we all got together in the woods, like it doesn't have to be like. Only come to this if you believe in the Christian God. Right, uh, right, right. Only come to this if you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Like, we could have Jews, we can have Hindus, we can have Muslims, we can have... Yeah. And not all Muslims believe in bombing people and killing them. I know, I know, I hate <laughs> it when people... I don't. I mean, do but that. I don't really know about their... There's no way that they all believe that, though. Yeah, no, they don't. It's, it's again, they're interpreting it in a different way. You can interpret the Bible to where you want to kill people. Yeah. But people don't people because... Have. 
there's have. so because the Bible presses love so much, whereas right. the Quran doesn't. The uh, the Bible, they I've heard a lot of people say the Christian Bible pushes love. It's the only religion that offers free grace. That offers you don't need to really do yeah. anything mm-hmm. except just show that I don't know. And then people like even with baptism, people like push that a lot, and they're like, "You need to be baptized." Oh yeah, and, yeah. And which I get that because it's a public profession of or a, a public confession of um your faith. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense to me. But if you, I don't know, if you never got a chance or never met anyone to be able to baptize you or whatever, and you died. Right. Are you gonna go to hell? Yeah, no, that's that's not. And then same with like, if you've never that that could be also be said for if you're living on an island and you never met God, or you've never even heard of any kind of higher power or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're born to some tribe. Everyone in that tribe that dies is just gonna go to hell just because they've never. Yeah. And then someone I, I asked know. someone that one time, and they're like, "Well, that's our fault because we didn't tell them about it." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I know. That's that's the first thing I thought of. Um, I wasn't gonna say it because that's not how I believe, but there are people that I've asked them that and that's what they say. They're like, well, you right now, you're not telling anyone about it and that person that you're thinking of could be right down the road and they've never even heard of God, so you need to you need to, to go go and tell them and no, I, I just I, think that's... And not, I don't think it is. I think it's you just need to love them. You just need to sh- show what Christ would have been like through how you act towards them. Because he was... I don't know. He was more judgmental to the to the judgmental people than he was to prostitutes and tax collectors, yeah. and yeah. that's who he hung out with is like messed up people and fishermen, just like lo- weirdos and losers. That, yeah. <laughs> but all the Pharisees, the religious leaders that worked in the temple, that were like, "Well, you're going to hell if you shave the side of your head," you know, <laughs> you know that was in the that was in the Jewish law. If you shave the side of your beard or your head, that was a sin, and you had to sacrifice an animal to get rid of the sin. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. And then also in Leviticus, it says don't have sexual relations with your father's daughter's sheep and stuff. <laughs> Just weird oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> it goes into such detail. That's really weird. Yeah. That's like Old Testament stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that was like, I guess that had to be said because like people didn't know. Yeah. Oh, well, you're yeah. not supposed to do that. They didn't have... <laughs> They didn't have all of that um, that history but of the world. But then they got like, like, why did it get so ridiculous? Like... You can't wear silk and cotton and together, or like it would say, you couldn't have two different types of clothing that you wore. And some people still say yeah. that. Like, it's funny that people will still mix together the New Testament and the Old Testament. They'll be like, "Well, this says this in the Old Testament." Like, with homosexuality, the only time that it talks about it is in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and it never says it in the New Testament. But people bring that up, and they'll be like, "Well, it says that homosexuality is a sin," which it, may <laughs> it also may. says to not have bacon. Yeah, so. <laughs> it says you can't have in the so, if, but it doesn't say that in the New Testament. So it's like, so you're gonna pick and choose what you want. Yeah, interpreting comes. Interpreting doesn't mean that you get to pick and choose the parts that you like. It means that mm-hmm. you know you interpret it. Yeah, I don't know. It's silly. I don't know. And I, at the same time, like if that's if that's what they believe that they, you know, if that's how people believe, we are just believing the opposite of them. So, let's say you're you're very pro um you're very pro gay and then there's pro someone gay. who's <laughs> there's someone who's very very against it. 
um, that person feels just as strongly as you do. Yeah. And so when you see them as like an uneducated, just like crazy person, they it's think you. that about you. So it's, I mean, it's really perspective. I just, if someone's like that, I don't get all offended. And I, oh, I'm neither just do like, I. I'm just like, yeah, that's how you believe. And that, that's exactly okay. Exa- like that's, that's, that's how I see it too. Part of your, your but we're just talking here. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking. Yeah. To right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for me to say that. I don't know. It, it's just that people care too much about other people's. Opinions. If you're, if you're getting into that, then that's like, if you care about someone being gay, you're, too much you're you're not focused enough on your own life yeah (laughs) yeah you you know you need you're you're getting too involved in somebody else's life which is not healthy which is not healthy but then me saying that about someone else saying that someone cares too much about this is me getting involved too much in that person's life that cares too much about people being gay so then it's unhealthy for me too so it depends on how much you think about it yeah you just brought it up it's not a big deal but if you're sitting in your room alone and that's all you're thinking oh, about bigots that. are bigots yeah. are the biggest <laughs> horrible people so like everyone's at fault in that such so people who are super anti anti gay are just as bad as super people who are super anti or super anti gay mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah, super anti yeah, anti gay yeah, yeah 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 that's a good point just kind of worry about yourself i guess yeah. and worry about helping others not worrying about so uh church in the woods I feel like you're really you're really into that. I like that that's idea. That's just something I brought up, but it Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I like the idea of people not being judgmental on what you may or may not believe, but just getting together to I don't know. Just getting together to be unified, to be like to love one another to I don't know. And you don't even need to preach you don't need to even say, well, I got this out of this verse in the Bible. You could have gotten it out of that verse in the Bible, but you don't need to say that because if there's right. someone in the crowd that was from a different religion, which we're not, we wouldn't be judging about that. We could just talk. We could just, someone could just get up and talk about something they've been thinking. Yeah. That makes sense. And you could do like, like a co-religion, um, was it like a like a confession type thing where um like in in i think it's catholicism where they will confess things to the preacher yeah or the the father deacon what i don't know what it is um you could do something like that but it would be um I don't know. I I am really in. I don't want to make this sound like a cult. I am really into cult stuff. Like I really I like writing like cult um horror things. Okay. It's like about a cult. So, um. So this is just like on my mind. But you could. I mean, you could like have things on pieces of paper that you wrote out, and you would like read them in this circle, and then throw into the fire, kind of like like a like a ritual type oh. thing. But that would that would be really cool. Where it was. You could be a Buddhist or you could be a Christian, but you have these things that you just want to get off your chest to this church and you do it. But the thing is, that's really bordering cult because all you need is someone who's kind of like the leader and then they could make up whatever traditions they want and people start to follow it to the point where that's all they think about and that's all they do. That's how cults are usually formed. Um, unless it's someone who's going into it specifically to control people, which is also another way, but... I don't know. Maybe like the, yeah. There's not really a way to do any of this without it making it sound like a new religion. Because I would, yeah, I would yeah, want yeah. it to be the absence of religion. I would just want it. I wouldn't. I would. It well, would. Well, that's just what. That's what. Um. 
uh, satanic people say is that it's the absence of religion and they're worshiping themselves. I don't want to worship anything. I mean, I do want to worship. I want to worship the God. Like, right. But I don't want it to be like something that where you get together to worship. I just want it to be something where people get together to better themselves. And I don't want to put okay. like labels on it, I suppose. Just yeah. something people can get together. I think, and this is all hypothetical. I don't know if I'll ever do this, but it would just be, it's just a cool idea. People just getting together to talk, I suppose, and yeah. better themselves and yeah. share their experiences and share their, not even beliefs, but I guess they could share their beliefs. But It's really hard to not go, it's hard to go without labels, though, because people are like, oh, what is it? And then you have to give them an elevator pitch to get them to go, and you have to just throw out labels, and they're like, oh, that sounds fun. Well, you, you know, can just you can't say just me say and like some church in get, the woods. You can just say me and some friends are getting together. That sounds kind of sketchy. I mean, I was walking through some woods and I saw people shooting up heroin. I mean, it could be the same thing unless you tell them that it's like a spiritual thing. Well, we're just, be, yeah, I guess. You could even just get together with a bunch of people and meditate, not say anything. Yeah. Then you would just be like, we're just going to meditate. You don't have to, that, there's not really yeah, if you could get people it. who wanted to do that, that would be really, really cool. And then you just, and then if conversations happen to arise, then that would happen. Man, yeah. it sucks with, uh, <laughs> I, I hate labels, man. Yeah. I hate, like, it'd be cool, it'd be so cool to do something new and different, but then some people would just be like, oh, it's Satanism, oh, it's atheism, oh, it's uh, yeah. Christian, oh, it's Buddhism, oh, it, you know, mm-hmm. it has elements of this, so that means, therefore, it means that. No! Yeah. We're doing our own thing, man. <laughs> it's totally different. We're just trying to, do, I don't know. Uh, let's just not even try. Let's just kill ourselves. <laughs> That's not the way to go. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, I mean, we are making a cult, right? Let's just drink cyanide and we'll be good. Right. <laughs> That's so messed up. Um, I, um, on the on the subject of killing yourself, which is a it's a dark subject, but there's also a lot of there's a lot of thoughts and theories behind it. Like I do what, not endorse killing yourself, yeah. or no, yeah, nor yeah, was yeah. I making a joke about it. I'm sorry if I offended anyone um, with that. But I was told by an I, I don't know how to describe this. So I'm just gonna say elder. Not gonna put any labels on it. Um, just just an older an elder of the an church, old, an older gentleman, not not in a church. But oh, okay. He was just saying that um, at some point in your life, the earlier the better. You need to decide um what is ethical when it comes to killing a human. So if you are, let's say, you're a government agent and you need to take a pill, or you're going to be tortured and they're going to get information out of you, is that okay to kill yourself in that situation? Likewise, is is it okay if you're in war to kill another human? And there, there are a lot of things that you need to work out with yourself if that is something that you're morally okay with because at some point you may be faced with that problem and you have to make that split-second decision and it could ruin your life. So you need Ooh. to be you need to be at peace with those decisions now so that when it comes... Is it kind of like... It reminds me of the Yoda quote... Sorry to get all Star Wars on you, but no, he says, cool. train yourself to let go of all things you fear to lose. Um, I don't, I don't that know if sense. that's exactly what I was. Well, saying. you're training yourself to let go of the sanctity of life in some certain scenarios. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more of just the, it's not, 
it's not really about you it's it's more what your morals are like you have to decide on your morals okay so if someone is a complete vegetable is it okay to pull the plug that kind of thing like you're you're technically killing a human but they're not same with abortion too yeah, yeah, you need to sign on I mean, abortion. You're, you're, Everything that comes with taking a life. You're taking a life when you abort a baby. You're taking a yep. life when you kill a vegetable. You're taking, a, and then yeah, there. Yeah, and if you're at war, I mean, I've already decided that if you're at war, it is okay to take another life because, you know, I mean, even in even in the Bible, that's that was that was a common thing. If someone yeah. was, if you're at war, that's that's not murder. That's defending yourself, I guess. And defending your country. Yeah. But it sucks that we just have we have to be so like, this is my country, this is your land. You're from here, so we're yeah, here. So we yeah, I know. <laughs> we're all the same race. We're <laughs> we're we um, we're the human race. We are earthlings. We're not Americans and and Germans and mm-hmm. it's but I get what you're saying. If someone's like if we were back in World War Two and you were fighting against these people that were murdering and enslaving people i think that's the right thing to do (laughs) yeah and i mean i i think i think the hardest thing for me is suicide because i don't i don't know how i feel about it i think if you're in the wrong place and then you kill yourself that's not okay so if you would ever be okay to kill yourself well what if you absolutely had to oh or or like to even to even save a life like yeah, like yeah. you're jumping in front of a bus to save someone you know you're gonna die. That make yeah, that's but you're saving that's someone. noble, I think. But yeah. I think out of technically that is suicide because you killed yourself by definition, but you it was you did a, it was a heroic act. Yeah. yeah. But if you're killing yourself because Because you, you're upset and depressed, that's that's not okay. I mean <clears throat> it may seem like the only option at first on people, but really not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Even <laughs> cold, this coffee is really good. Really? Yeah. Good. I have to change the subject. Yeah, don't kill yourself. There's coffee. <laughs> Even cold coffee is good. <laughs> That's true, yeah. There's chocolate. Hazelnut, hazelnut coffee. Hazelnut. Yeah. If you're upset, eat Nutella. <laughs> if you want to kill yourself, think about Nutella. Anyway. Um, On the note of killing yourself, I need to take a shower and get ready to go. All right. Oh, man. This was the wind. Yeah. You can find us on um, SoundCloud and on iTunes now. We're officially on iTunes. Subscribe. If you like what you hear, please give and us a follow. Please give us a rating. Give us a rating. Whether rating it's good is or bad. extremely important. I, <laughs> I realized after making this that that's how we get onto the new and nor- noteworthy section. And then, like, when people type in the wind, we we used to be like the sixth podcast that showed up even though we're the only one called the wind people had like the word wind in it and um then i decided to use my itunes to give myself a five-star rating and now we're the first one really yeah yeah so So if you type in the wind under podcast yep in the first podcast cool you hear that people we got a unique name but we're not that on SoundCloud, so uh, I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's really hard to find us on SoundCloud, so I'm yeah. surprised we only have four followers. You have to type in Adam and Caleb. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Um, if you like what you hear today, if you didn't get bored and shut this off, and you're listening to me still, listening to this, and you're on your way to work or whatever on a long drive, uh, if you like what you hear, please don't hesitate to follow, leave a comment, share, 
all much appreciated. Whether it's a good or bad rating, please let us know. Yep, and feedback, comments, definitely let us know what you like, what you didn't like, so that we can... I mean, we're going to keep doing what we love, yeah. and we're not going to be dictated by what you say, but if there's something that you're like, oh, you know... Any you, questions? You, you can fix it by doing this, and it's it's constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. Yeah, or destructive. We'll good. ignore the destructive, probably. Eh, well, but uh, <laughs> uh, anything, any top uh, topic suggestions you have, anything like that, feel free to leave a comment. Let us know. All right, cool. I'm Adam. I'm Caleb. We will see you. This was the wind. We will see you next, next week. week. Same time, same place.